Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. We all know the cry room too well at church, the place we don't want to go. But feel we have to because of our situation. As Catholic families, many parts of our life can feel like a virtual cry room. We're stuck and don't know how to get out. Host Joe Holt and John Cox will discuss these current challenges affecting today's families. And provide practical solutions so you are no longer stuck in the cry room. That's the thing I'm thinking, like, you're talking about how sharing your feelings and this and that and being vulnerable. And and to be honest right now, I think it's very difficult for a lot of people to be vulnerable since everyone's on Zoom right now. but you know what? The couple of the webinars that I've been on, yeah. they say that people can be more vulnerable because they're in their homes. Mm-hmm. They're in a place that's very safe to them, which is different if they were in the office having these conversations. It's, yeah, that's true. Or they were, you know, um, even at the church having these conversations. They're in their own home, so they, they feel comfortable. Yeah. They can feel they can be more vulnerable. Um, you know, people also are witnessing for the first time our real life and what it's like you know, behind um, everything else that's going on. You know, usually we put up the fake virtual backgrounds and we, um, you know, have, uh, we're in the office and people only see us for yeah. how we look for that day. But the masks and all that. Yeah, like I was just on a webinar, mm. which um, the presenter was talking about how a conversation he had earlier in the day he asked the woman he was speaking with just to remove the fake background so he can actually see her house and yeah. see her kids playing around and having a great time. And I think that's so important that we allow other people to see who we really are. And even in Zoom calls, this is a great time for us to be able to share that with other people. You know, and, and actually what's interesting about that too is um, we're kind of learning about who we are as well. So it's not just about learning about others during these zoom calls it's also about we're kind of to learn who we are like during this quarantine hopefully we've gained insight to our own identity um because we're not so busy anymore and because of that then it's easier to communicate these struggles and these issues with other people what do you what do you would you agree with that well it, what do you feel that you've learned about myself yourself yeah oh, through gosh. these I things that you about. that you didn't know before i mean you knew that you were depressed you knew yeah. that you <laughs> I'm Eeyore. I know that I'm Eeyore. That I, I called knew. you Eeyore for well, I called you Eeyore behind your back for a number of months. <laughs> then I started I to share it with your staff. So now we all call you Eeyore. <laughs> okay. You could just tell when like you're like, you know, even your body language says Eeyore. Like, you know, you'll like curl your shoulders forward and you'll kind of walk around like this, you know, almost like there's a tail wagging behind you. Like Charlie Brown. Fall off and we pin it right back to you. How pathetic am I? Am I really that pathetic? No, I could just tell the days you're in a funk, you know, there's some days you're in a funk and I could totally tell. And Alexis, I know can see that too. That's not just me. I know. That's my point. Everyone... But I'm surprised Mandy hasn't told you that. Oh, I she think- absolutely has for the last 17 years. So this should be of no surprise to no, you. Okay, so you feel that you've learned some things okay. though through these Zoom calls that you've been on and webinars. So what is it that you feel that you have learned? Um, that's, oh, man. Uh, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm learning how to communicate better because I can see myself oh. talking and so... Uh, I actually, that's the thing, even now, as, as people listen to these podcasts, I know I do a lot of filler, so I'll say, you know, or in so and, and stuff like that. Um, but when I'm doing the Zoom meetings with people online, I'm doing a lot less of that. 
because I'm more doing the more formal teaching. So when I'm having these like uh, off the cuff conversations. I do more fillers. So that's, that's one of the things I've learned in my speaking ability. So that's uh, one of the things I want to work on more. Um, but I'm more on a person, more personal level. I think I'm learning. I, I do miss people and I prefer teaching. I don't know. Sometimes I like doing this online. Like last night I had a great class in my catechetical school and it was a great conversation. Um, I do realize I like to give homilies halfway through my lectures. So I've learned that about myself. <laughs> so I'll start preaching halfway through about whatever and going to rant. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if I've grown in holiness though. I don't know how, if it's helped me grow in holiness or sanctity or even though I'm trying, I think today was, I had a discovery about myself. It's been really hard. My poor wife, you know, she's been doing all the algebra in Spanish. And so I feel honestly, I feel pretty useless right now. Um, she's doing a lot of the work and it's not intentional. The kids are fine in the morning and I'm helping out as best I can. But when they need help with algebra and math, she has to do all the work in chemistry and stuff like that. So um, if anything, I mean, my wife has definitely put me to shame in that sense in a good way um, of like, man, I really need to figure this out. So I, I'm, I'm learning my brokenness, my weakness, so to speak. I don't say brokenness. There are a lot more people out there who are much more broken and, and suffering and going I think weakness pain. is a really good I think word. weakness is a better word yeah um but I think everybody's learning that too they're learning yeah. that for themselves where their weaknesses are I mean I've learned I mean I kind of knew it before but it's definitely been more obvious I'm a very distracted person uh you know I would watching these zoom calls I'm like paying more attention to like my face on the yeah. zoom call than you're like Tigger you're Tigger other content yeah I'm like whoa you know I think, I think uh, you're like rabbit actually I don't know cross between rabbit squirrel. and Tigger yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I can't, I can't pay attention and focus. So that's been a little difficult for me. That's one mm -hmm. thing I've realized. But I've also realized that I still very much have a huge desire within me to minister, mm -hmm. to be with other people, to lead small group discussions. And that was something that I shared with our pastor, with Monsignor Tom, in a meeting with him last week is, you know, these Zoom calls that uh, and webinars have really helped me to remember how much I miss that interaction of being with people because my role for the past couple of years has been mostly administrative. It really hasn't involved a lot of ministry and I really miss the ministry. I think that's why I love pilgrimages so much. It gives me an opportunity just to be with people and to dwell with them and get to know them and talk to them and share stories and we help each other out because I don't believe as a leader the content that is being discussed is one directional. Really, it, it's two-way. Mm -hmm. And I learn just as much as I'm teaching when I'm with other people. No, and that's, and that's true too. Like That's one of the things I noticed with these Zoom meetings is that it, it was hard at first, but yeah, you're right. I think people are opening up more and more. Um, and I'm talking less, which is good uh, in some of these meetings, which I'm, I'm happy to do because I want to hear their ideas and thoughts and perspectives. So... Um, it's, it's been good in a sense of challenging me to learn how to just step back and listen and, and see where they're at. And um, also too, it's been very interesting because in some ways I enjoy talking to this microphone in a room, no one, so I can just be myself and, and just say whatever I want to say. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was just hearing someone uh, say mm -hmm. that this, these times right now that we're currently in is probably just like the best thing that ever could have happened to an introvert. Yeah. 
you know, because ways. they have the permission to, to be reclused and to be inward and to be with themselves. I don't, do you think you're an introvert? I'm an introvert because of my own weakness. And I see those volunteers who are extroverts and so these show these wonderful acts of kindness and love. And that's what I want to emulate. So when I say I'm an introvert, to answer your question, it's not <laughs> something I am proud of. Um, you know, I think I, I fool myself thinking I'm contemplative. I'm not. I'm just mentally and, and, and spiritually lazy. So, and that's one of the things I've learned. So I'm just going to ramble here. So <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you don't have to be so angry, John. Uh, <laughs> angry. You know, no, but and honestly, that's the thing. I, I I say I'm an introvert, but when I really look at myself, I'm just spiritually lazy. That's my I think, point. <laughs> I think it's, I, I think many people Sorry. make the, you're fine. I think many people make the assumption that speakers, presenters, teachers are extroverts because as part of our role that we play out every single day, that we're always talking to large groups of people and interacting with people. And that must make us extroverts. But I even remember speaking with Matthew Kelly when he came here to Colorado for the first time. And we had the opportunity, some of us as staff members, to go and, and speak with him. And, and I was surprised. I found him just by himself in the corner of a room in the sacristy. And he shared with us that he is an introvert. It's very uncomfortable for him to really give up, give these presentations because it's his own design just to want to kind of be off by himself. So that's why I asked you that question. I didn't want to make the assumption of what you were, although it looks like I pegged it correctly that you were an introvert. Well, see, that's, I, that's, I don't question. know what I am to be honest well, with see, you. That's the question going back to Matthew Kelly. Cause I feel the same way. I'll be honest. And, and to say, you know, if you're an introvert and you're a public speaker or something, it drains you. Like that's how you know there's a difference between an introvert and an extrovert. If you're an extrovert, you do a talk, you feel energized after you're done. Introvert, like you just feel empty and exhausted. And I know for me, um, yes, I would say, I guess I'm an introvert, but I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Uh, I think for me, it's my own spiritual laziness, um, in the sense, in the sense of, um, I need to have a change of attitude of seeing people in a different way, I think. So, and I, I like I said, I, I think we have a lot of volunteers who have that good attitude of being energized when they're around people. And I think that's a good thing. I think there's some great benefits to being an introvert, though. And when I look at you specifically, I think about how deep and intimate your prayer life is. And I think it's that <laughs> you way because you're an introvert. Not, really, not, if you're an extrovert. <laughs> Definitely not lately. <laughs> you could have fooled me, John. Sleeping um, in front of the blessed sacrament, I don't know if it counts as prayer. That's meditation, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so tired? We, you know, it's so interesting that we're at home and we can be more tired, but I know that I'm working longer hours and it's because my, I think I've merged too much of my work and my home life. I don't have the, the strict boundaries that other people might have developed, you know, with time of this is my workspace and I close it up and I only do work things here. Uh, I would love to do that. But the reality is of having five people in a house that are all trying to work and do school at the same time, there's only so many corners that you can move to. So I, I've just been doing work all the time and I need to develop better structure. But I will tell you that this, these Zoom calls um, and this safe at home, safer at home restrictions that we're having in our homes has helped me as a parent to see the talents that my children have. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because before this, I felt that I had to ride them. I had to always ask them, did you get this done? Did you do that? What do you have going on now? What's the assignment? You know, did you do this project? Always felt like I had to like check in on them instead of just allowing them to show and demonstrate their independence. And this opportunity, this period of time has really allowed me to see that because they all have wonderful grades. They're doing a great job staying on top of all of their work without us having to remind them of anything. They're reminding us if they need something or need to purchase a book or whatever ha that you know has to happen. But I've been pretty proud of them. I think that's been really nice for me to see that in them. What about you? Have you noticed things in your kids? Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, that's great that they're rising to the occasion. I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you is that they're rising to the occasion and you're giving them that, that, that um, freedom to do that. Um, yeah, my kids are, they're struggling. I, I, you know, it's, it's good. Like they're doing the work on their own. Again, it's, I don't know, this is my struggle is how much I need to be involved. I think the most and, important thing is that during this period of quarantine, um, you know, there are hopefully a lot of things that people are learning. Hmm. They're, they're learning how to be a better person, how to be a better parent, how to be a better spouse, how to be a better employee, how to be a better friend. Um, you know, how to restructure your finances a little bit better. You know, we shouldn't want to go back to the way that it used to be. We should want to develop a new normal or a new growth or a new path that we want to set ourselves up on after this is all over and the doors open and everybody gets back out in the world trying to get back to life as we used to have it. But what are we taking advantage of in this time right now to do things differently? I mean, I know for us, you know, our eyes were opened a little bit more about finances and how we need to structure spending to be able to prepare for a, another job loss. I, I pray and hope that that doesn't happen with us, but we've been through so many of them. You think we would have learned that lesson already? Yeah. We, we haven't. So that's definitely something that we know that we want to work on as, as well as how we are as spouses to each other. You know, Marty and I have learned to communicate better as a couple through all of this. You know, when you're with your spouse all the time, and I know there's people out there who work with their spouse in the same company. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I really couldn't do that. Marty will tease me every now and then, and he'll say, I I'll go get a job at St. Thomas More, and I'll go get a job at the church. I'm like, please don't do that. Like, we, I just I don't, I don't want us to work in the same place. I want to be able to, like, come home and have refuge, yeah. you know, and and we wouldn't be able to do that. But I know some couples can do that successfully. Have, have you guys talked about that before? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> well, and yes and no. I mean, the reality is, and so I, I agree, like Manny and I, communication's been better. We've been getting along great. I mean, for me, my thing I've had to learn over these several weeks is just learning how to relax and spend time in leisure. And what does that look like? I don't know what to do with myself. Um, and it's driving me nuts. Um, and I think my biggest struggle is being present at the present moment to, to people around me in the house, because my habit has always been, okay, once I, I'm done taking care of the kids and, and getting their homework done or doing whatever dad stuff I need to do, I want to go be by myself. It's that introvert side. And it, it, I think it's detrimental in a lot of ways, uh, especially with my son, Josh, who's very much extrovert, loves having conversations. Um, he likes to have philosophical, ethical, moral conversations about the world and the culture and stuff. And 
it is so painful for me to do that, but I have to, and I don't do that. It is. And not because it's just, um, I don't know why it's just, it's just painful. Like I don't like talking in my house. I don't like having conversations. I like to just shut down and I don't think that's good for me. Um, but in terms of Manny and I, yeah, it's been great in a sense. We've been getting along. It's been um, communicating pretty well. And, uh, but she's humbled me in a lot of ways. Like she's baking with the kids this past week and they did a bake off. So she baked with all four kids. What and did a heart- she make? Oh, the kids made different things. So one made a loving cake, one made uh, cupcakes, one made brownies, one made uh, macaroons, like really good macaroons. Josh oh, made wow. So she, but she spent all this time with the kids and I'm like, and so I'm starting to recognize, like, I don't do anything with the kids um, because I'm always, my mentality has always been, are their needs being met? Good. I'm going to go do what I want to do. So I, I don't even know how to connect. So like one of the things I'm looking at, like woodworking. So maybe I'll figure out how to do woodworking with the kids. But every time I try, hold on, hold on. Every, this I'm is so this. excited that you just said that. I can't even contain myself. Okay, to, go ahead. I'm so sorry. But the hard part is, the hard part is, is like, I can't, I, I used to do this stuff in the past. Like I got my kids involved in sports. I play sports with them and it just, it never worked out. So this is why I, I you know, here I am in my forties kind of given up and I can't, you know, so I, and this is where I'm struggling. It's trying to figure out what their interests are. Their interest is my interest, which is nothing. <laughs> Anyways, why are you so excited about woodworking? You know what? Okay. So I'm so glad that, thank you for the invitation. I'm glad oh. you just said that. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. So the biggest thing for me, uh, the, there's, a, there's a bad part and a good part. Okay. So the bad part is I learned that I'm a dictator. No. Yeah. Are you saying that you knew I was a dictator? <laughs> Holy cow. I don't, so I don't, consider, had, you dict- <laughs> I don't consider you a dictator. <laughs> Okay, I, I see, consider you a rabbit. You're a ra- I'm your you're a rabbit. You a like rabbit. Have, you're a rabbit in Winnie the Pooh. You're a rabbit. Okay. Because you'd like to have control. Oh gosh. Yeah. I would okay, not. I would not so say you're a dictator. But I'd you should like have to told have me that a long time ago. <laughs> like last year when I told you Eeyore, you should have said, "Well, you're a rabbit." That would have been so helpful. That that's been a slap in the face. And that's <laughs> oh, no. been like a center of like uh, disagreement in yeah. the house. Oh. Uh, is that I am learning that I am a little controlling yeah. and I am, I'm just going to say dictator. Okay. Uh, you said it, not me. Just, just a, so as people are listening to this, please note. There's, there's a small amount of stubbornness that's in there. Not a lot, but I, there is some stubbornness in there. And I've had both Marty and um, a few of my kids share that with me. And I realized I, I've been reflecting on that for some time, like, is that true? And I started to look back and thought, oh, you know, that is really true. Oh my gosh. Like I could see all the different examples of where that's played out in our family. But I think a lot of the reason was because pre-COVID-19, Marty was so busy with work and I, you know, as a full-time employee, part-time, I'm running my own company. Um, I'm also trying to be full-time mom, doing so many different things. So I can't help but saturate myself into everybody else's life and to make sure that everybody has what they need and, you know, all the dinners are made and every, the house is clean. And I was just doing everything. And I did not invest time in a hobby for myself. Yeah. And this is where woodworking comes in. So, so um, I... You know, I've been thinking, okay, well, then if in order to remove myself from everybody else's life, 
and giving them a little bit, (laughs) give them a little bit more space. (laughs) I thought, what is it that makes me happy? You know, in, in the past, what have I really enjoyed doing? And what I've enjoyed doing is creating, whether that's painting or, um, you know, or, you know, purchasing things and, you know, making them different, or I've always wanted to learn how to build more things with like wood or to do projects around the house, like crown molding and casing around windows and installing wood floor. And I really want to do all that stuff. So I started to find there's some places close to here, John, they have these workshops and you can go in there and you use their tools and you tell them what you want to build. Like I want to build, I want to build a dining room table. Like that is my goal. And the next year I want to build my own dining room table. And, and all the chairs? No, just the table, <laughs> just the table. Start, start small. And so apparently you can go to these, these places and you pay a monthly fee, which allows you to come as often as you want. You use the equipment. You tell them, I want to build a table. They help you sketch it out and design it. They tell you what materials you need to buy. Mm-hmm. So you buy the materials and you bring it back to the workshop and then you build it. And I'm like, this is great. If I could do this, then I can learn more. And then I could develop my hobby and being this like master woodworker on the side. That'd yeah. be fun. No, my, my father-in-law, uh, Mandy's dad, built two small planes in their garage. Two I'm not small joking. what? Planes, airplanes. Planes, an airplane. Like, like little planes. Like, the, like a fly. model airplane? No, not model, real planes that you can Like fly. a he, real plane? Yeah, two of them. He sold them. Like That's what he did for his hobby. He was very engineer. He's very mechanically inclined. He's very smart. How long uh, does it take to build a plane? I don't know, but their marriage lasted two planes. That's a miracle in itself. Oh, <laughs> the no. fact that the marriage was able to last God that. bless them. But um, yeah, no, but for me, it's... it's um, the woodworking, the leisure or whatever. I want to do it in the house. So I do it with the family or in, in something here. And that's what my point I was making with Mandy. Mandy was doing stuff with the kids. Uh, and that's, that's the hard part now. It's, it's um, what am I supposed to be doing with the kids? Uh, and I think that's the hard part during this whole quarantine thing. I think we're all trying to figure out what our think, desires and stuff like that are. And, and the other thing is too, I'm already out of the house enough. So I don't want to go on to a, somewhere else and do it. I'd rather learn it here in the house and then teach it to my kids and have them involved and, and figure things like that out. So that's, that's kind of where I am with some of the stuff is, is when I said woodworking is just a matter of finding something to do in the house. And cause I like it too. Like I'm yeah. Anyways, I'm, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. No, 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 you're, no, you're not rambling. I, I think that's great that you're mm-hmm. trying to find things that each one of your kids have an interest in yeah. so that you can do it along with them and yeah. spend great time with them, which mm-hmm. is great. But I'm the opposite of you. I spend too much time with all of them. Like <laughs> I need to like exile myself like mm-hmm. <laughs> out yeah. and allow them to grow and to not have them me breathing down their necks. I mean, that's what I have realized that I have been doing. And so I need to step back. I need to allow myself to breathe, allow myself to relax and invest something in myself because Mm. I'm not doing any of that. And Mm. I don't know if any other, maybe this is like a mom, dad kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners, women can relate to what I'm saying and men relate to you or yeah. Or the other way around. I, well, I, it's very interesting. I was listening to Father Rippinger, who's an exorcist. I think he's in, in this archdiocese. And he did a, a YouTube clip. It's like a 30-minute YouTube segment. And it was on Facebook. But he was talking about that, the whole thing between men and women. Like you were talking about how you are, I won't say dictator. Um, you are <laughs> rabbit. And 
rabbits. <laughs> and you like to have control. And men, I think what happens is, is men, because of bad feminism, gave up all that control. And there's an imbalance. And I think women need to have control. And I think what you're talking about, I think most women struggle with today. I know Mandy struggles with a lot of that because um, a lot of times since the 60s, roles have been reversed. Uh, men, in this is according to Father Rippinger, you look at Adam and Eve, and Adam was the one who's called to protect the garden. And when Eve was under his protection, things went well. But when Eve kind of tried to do her own thing, things didn't go so well. And when Adam allowed her to kind of do her own thing. Thank he, you for saying that. Yeah, I was I about to like. <laughs> I know, I know. It's everyone's fault. But that's my point. It's, it's, it's so, and what Father Rippinger's point was, his point in the video in the clip was how to keep your kids Catholic and keep them in the faith. Um, but his point was when men lead in the household, things go smoother. When men lead in a godly, let me say men lead in a godly way. Okay. And I think men want to do that, but it's been kind of taken away from them because of all this, these issues um, and trying to get that back again. And so I think women, yeah, generally speaking, I'm not saying every woman out there, you know, has that sense of control because they are afraid. Because men have dropped the ball. And so I don't blame women nowadays for not trusting men because men have dropped the ball. And I think it goes a lot of it back to contraception. I'll be blunt about that because basically contraception has allowed men to get off the hook, so to speak, with those important responsibilities of being a father and a family person. Um, and so because men and their ineptness at times fail to lead, women have to take over because they can't trust men. And that's what caused this whole dynamic. And so trying to get back to the way things should be, men leading, take responsibility, being a leader in the family, is, I think it's hard for a lot of men. And for women to let go and trust their husbands, um, I think that's difficult for women to do in, in marriage. Um, I know I struggle with that. I don't know how to lead in this family. Um, you know, my parents grew up, my mom pretty much led. She dictated everything. My dad was in the military, right? He was a lieutenant colonel, major, right? Um, bossed everyone else around. But when he came home, Mom was the boss. <laughs> so that's kind of my experience. Well, our family of origin, you know, definitely conforms us to who we are today, right? We, we are because of today, how we were raised and what we experienced growing up. But I will say that, you know, every family is different. Every yeah. marriage and what their roles are is different. Everyone needs to figure out what that is for themselves. But I will agree with you that I have seen that play out in our own family in our own marriage, because mm. when I look back, the most tension that we've had in our marriage has been when I've tried to take control mm -hmm. and when I've tried to lead. But when I've allowed him to lead, it seems like everything just fits into place. Right. And, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not giving anything up. I mean, if anything, it's better for me because then I feel like in our marriage, the, the strength that I have and that I bring is being the nurturer and being the caregiver that can be able to provide for the emotional and sometimes even spiritual needs of the family where, you know, he can take the leadership on that. So uh, for us, it's worked out that way in other people's, you know, marriage, they might see it differently, but it's important for couples to know what role they're playing and, 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 and how that plays out in their family. Well, yeah, I, I agree. And, um, how do I want to say this? Um, 
I feel like we're also getting off topic based yeah. on <laughs> or the Holy Spirit. <laughs> we, we that's like direction. a whole other conversation. It is. it is kind of a whole nother conversation. Yes, I think we need to get back to just yes. about but this it, quarantine and what we've learned and how it's going to make. Well, that's kind of what I learned though about leadership and stuff I, and, and things of that nature. And I'm like, I've learned, um, I guess what happens, I want to figure out how to lead this family. I don't know how. And um, that's what has come to my mind during this whole thing. And what does that look like? And how do I get involved? And um, going outside of myself, like you said, I'm an introvert, but. It would make sense to me that a solution or a way for you to find your solution is to have the conversations with the members of your family. But even that's hard. See, that's the irony in all of this. Like <laughs> even that, I have to go outside of myself, which is the that's just a good thing. Yeah. You know, people, people, I think people kind of have glorified an intro being an introvert to a certain degree. And I think there's a lot of good things to be said about being an introvert. But at the same time, I look at my own spiritual life. I think I used to be an extrovert when I was much younger. And as I became cynical about the world, as I became Eeyore. um i became an introvert because i don't want to deal with the things in the world and i don't think it's a a good way of handling things i think the way mandy has handled things is much better i think she's very much a good role model for me in that sense yeah well i'm starting to have conversations with each of the members of our family to determine how i can be a better person and for the individual joe i already told you how you can be (laughs) i'm just joking I told you, don't be a rabbit. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, that's how I need to fix how not to be a rabbit. Do you understand? Like, I don't know how. Just or like, if, you don't know how to not be Eeyore. I don't know how I've to not be I've embraced my Eeyore. You've been, okay, but but there's a downfall yeah, to Eeyore. There is definitely a downfall. <laughs> so. I don't deny that, which is my point I was making earlier. I got to figure out how to get outside of myself. Yeah, yeah. Right, but anyways, I think this is, this is a really good time for us to figure all of that out. But I'm trying to have conversations with each individual who has identified weaknesses in me. And that's been the beauty. We, I've been having these conversations with all of my kids, with my husband, and asking them about what they see as my weakness. So I have an opportunity to work on that and to make it better, especially when we kind of come back into the office, you know, full time and they go back to school full time and, mm-hmm. You know, I've got my my son who's moving out to Los Angeles in August. Gosh, I mean, that's so like saddening for me. Uh, but um, in fact, I fly back tomorrow very early on a flight back to LA. Um, but, you know, I, I, I need this time to figure this out so I can put a plan in place and I can begin to work on that because I don't want to look back at this time of quarantine and feel like I've wasted it. Amen. And this has been a great benefit for me, a great gift a great blessing. And I just want to make the best use of it. No. And I absolutely agree. And I, I kudos and I dittos, major dittos. <laughs> kudos and dittos. Kudos I love that. And dittos because <laughs> that's what I've been wanting to do too as well. And, and um, if any, and I, you know, when I started this, I'm sure you listened to the first podcast versus this one. Oh I had gosh. such great aspirations and now I'm just a, a mess. So. <laughs> I think it's because honestly, you are being Humbling. hit in the face yeah. yeah, it's humbling. You're being hit yeah. in the face about these weaknesses and you yeah. see it. And yeah. that's frustrating. Right. But so we have to be is, accountable to each other. Right. But the good news is then, okay, you, do you give up? Which is, that's where I'm at. I kind of hit that point where I give up emotionally, but I know that's not the right answer. So now it's just a matter of getting back on the horse again and, and just going back at it and trying again and again and again until um, 
things go in a better direction. So, oh. well, I noticed that we didn't open up in prayer today. Yeah, I, I didn't either. We, uh, we, yeah, we, we uh, started. So, um, I, I think, you know, in, in conclusion of this episode, I think that we should finish in prayer. prayer. Okay. Prayer. Well, why don't you lead us in prayer? Oh, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> or do you want well, me to do it? Oh, well, I don't know. I can, it, it's, okay. it's fine. Yeah. I can do it. That's okay. You're holier than I am anyways. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. That is not true. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, for these conversations, for the opportunity for us to discover our weaknesses and the ways that we can continue to grow and glorify you in all that we say and do. We ask you to strengthen us to help and support us in our journey. Surround us with those people that can help us in this journey and shower us with your love and mercy. In your name, amen. 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 So thank you all so much for listening to our episode. Please continue to dialogue with us. Share this podcast with your friends and family, those who you feel might benefit from these conversations. Um, Definitely in the ways that John and I like to have a little humor and make fun of each other. So we hope that you will join us next time when we discuss ways to help you get stuck out of the cry room. Have a great day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bless (laughs) y'all.